Hello and welcome to Fantasy Talk Show, a place where heroes come to tell their stories. Our guest today is Rory Chamberlain, a bar owner from Portland, Oregon, and hunter of occult objects. We talk about owning a bar in Portland, what it's like to be bound to a spirit, his experience with the underworld, and a little bit of speculation about what's beyond the veil. So without further ado, Rory. Would you mind uh, opening up with letting our guest kind of know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Rory. I uh, own a bar in Portland, Oregon. Been living here most of my life. Own a bar? But that's pretty cool. You probably see some pretty interesting folks come through from time to time. It gets a little hairy some nights. Gets a little hairy? Yeah, it's down in the industrial district, so draws in a certain clientele. Sounds like you got a, a good story you're sitting on there. Can you give us a, maybe one of the rougher nights or a night a memorable one that comes to mind? Uh, let's see. Keeping the Nazi crowd out, keep a baseball bat behind the bar. Had to uh, bring that out a couple times. Yeah, right on. Well, sometimes uh, words aren't enough. On this uh, particular show, we tend to draw in the hero crowd. What's uh, what's your hero's story look like, and what put you on the path to being a hero? Hero might be a strong word. That's what everybody says, but I find out that a uh, hero is still in there. Well, I just uh, found a local need and met it for my community. They're uh, people who want certain items, and I help them find them. I'm assuming we're not talking about alcohol at this point. That too. <laughs> So what uh what kind of specific items are you looking for or are your clientele looking for? Uh certain historical artifacts, um the gun that killed Lincoln, Civil War bayonets are really popular. What are people looking for them in particular? I know that uh there's collectors, but I'm assuming there's occult properties that people might be looking for as well. When an item's been that close to death, it gets imbued with a certain energy. And that can uh, can be useful for different different projects. Right on. So uh, if you don't mind me probing a little deeper than normal, do you have uh, any special properties about yourself? Um, well, like most people in my community, I had a brush with death and made a deal with something that kind of brought me back in it. Keeps me going, keeps me alive. I know there's a few tricks I can do with its help. With its help? Does it have a name? It doesn't of its own accord. We all have names that we call ours. Interesting. They're all a little different. So it sounds like I wouldn't quite go as far as possessed, but definitely uh, not alone. Yeah. Can you give me some examples of how how it's manifested itself to help you out of maybe sticky situations or helped you come across your goals? Well, for one thing, I probably can't die again unless it decides I should. Well, that's a, that's an interesting uh, trick to have. It's a useful skill. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any other, any other cool tricks? If you can call that a trick. <laughs> uh, I can, do some illusion magic, I guess you'd call it. What does illusion magic look like? We, I mean, I'm sure we're talking about a little more than just uh, uh, sleight-of-hand card tricks. Do you ever watch uh, Beetlejuice? Yeah, I've I've dipped my toe in. Remember the scene where the couple, like, blah, 
hold their faces around. Sure, sure. Who who can forget that scene? Yeah, I can do that. Wow, that's a it does, so but it's an illusion. Yeah, just an illusion. I mean, illusions can be pretty convincing to people that don't understand illusion magic, I guess. That's intense. Well, fear is a powerful weapon. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Do you remember how you got attached to this this other spirit? Do you remember the I guess did you just wake up and it was it was happened or did you actually strike a deal? We struck a deal. Everyone strikes a deal. You have to you have to accept. They can't just take you. Oh, oh, a little consent. Yeah. Man, that's that opens up just a lot of questions. Have you have you seen glimpses of the afterlife? Did you get to choose the spirit? Were you were you given an option or were you uh confronted? Did they come to you? It came to me. As for the afterlife, that's a hotly debated topic. Even amongst the uh bonded community, huh? Yeah. There's a place we all can go. A lot of us call it the underworld, but uh there's something beyond that too. No one really knows what it is. Everybody has their own ideas. But there's no there's no path to getting there that allows a return visit, it sounds like. No, once you pass beyond the underworld, there's no coming back. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what drew them to you? I think everybody who makes a bond, there's there's two factors that we think are involved. One of them is having a reason to keep going, wanting to come back. Hmm. And the other is having some, having had some brush with death earlier in your life, having had that energy kind of mark you a little bit. So if you don't mind me asking, do you know which one you fall under? Um, I had a near-death experience when I was a kid. Is it is it something you can go into? Don't don't feel pressure. Uh, I was born with a umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. Who? Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt that's something you remember, but that's for sure a, a a traumatic brush for all parties involved. After you woke up, after your uh, bonded experience, I'm assuming there's a reason they bonded to you. They have goals for you or objectives of of some kind. Do you happen to know what those are? Um, for you specifically. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. They don't communicate directly. They don't speak to you. Sometimes you can get an idea or get a sense of what they want, but I don't know for sure. Sometimes I'll know in the moment. Okay. Are there any specific times where you have felt in the moment that you know you're on the path that this uh, spirit has put you on? Yeah. A lot of times through the bar we'll do uh, clothing drives for the local houseless community, especially during the winter. I can feel that call really strongly, Mm. and I think that's what she wants. I know when she's close to me, it's extremely cold. Wow, and talks of spirits, possession, and the underworld, you don't often get into altruism as the end goal. It's nice to think that uh, even the afterlife has some of our best interests in mind. Sometimes. Yes, I'm I'm sure that there's, there's the opposite end of that coin as well. But I think too often we hear too much about the opposite end of that coin and don't consider the good stuff. Uh, there's some comfort in that. Thank you. Yeah.
Everyone's got their own motives, even after death. Do you happen to know where... It brings up more questions, of course. Do you happen to know where the origin of this spirit is? Did it used to be a person and is now, for lack of a better word, a ghost? Or are these kind of extra planar spirits? My personal belief is that she used to be a person, but not everyone believes that. Okay. But I think maybe too much time in the underworld, it can uh, change you. I mean, too much time in a different location in the physical world can change you. I can only imagine what a uprootal of the spirit can do. To get to get a little out of the metaphysical, you mentioned that you procure items of mostly occult natures. Do you have uh, maybe an item that you've procured in the past that was the most fascinating to you and why it was the most fascinating or maybe even the most interesting to get? I got an Indonesian dagger that was had these beautiful ornate carvings on it that had been used to kill some invading soldiers, I believe. So do you know uh do you know what happens to these artifacts once you hand them off? A lot of times they're used for rituals. Some people just collect them and some of them it's just a matter of getting it as far away from me and my people as possible. Hmm. So they hire you to get it to keep it away from you and your people? Just to destroy it, get it out of town, make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Does it ever fall into the wrong hands? Sometimes. Have you ever had any uh, confrontation or exposure to that? Yeah. There was a uh, coin that a local man had that uh, could bet the coin, and I don't know how it worked exactly. He was using it to steal years of people's lives away. Hmm. And and take them for himself? Yes. Oh. Do you, were you part of stopping that? Yeah, we had to track him down and have a chat with him. What'd that look like? I guess, was he a local? No, he was a guy passing through, but I guess he was just, had been going around town to town, working his way up uh, I-5. Who... You know, you you go and gather these items. Were you doing this item gathering before you became bonded to a spirit? No, no, I had some connections to different black markets, but so who's tasked you with this? Do you work for some group or organization, or is this uh, just something that independently you are working on? It sounds like there was a group of you at least that took down this uh, coin guy. Yeah, I had a, a few friends with me for that. We had to, you know, show a little muscle. Um, he was not eager to let it go. And, uh, you know, amassing life like that can be kind of addicting. Yeah, especially in the wrong hands. Yeah, when you start leaving a trail of bodies, it draws a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. This group that you took him down with, is this a group that you are close with, that you go on regular hunts adventures with yeah i would call them my crew oh yeah do you mind uh if it doesn't breach any code of conduct would you mind uh talking a little bit about them let me see there was uh jess who um used to race cars i guess she was involved in some of the street races around here so she usually drives for us uh, who else was there it's a rotating cast of characters so Oh, right on. 
You got a pretty big crew then? Mm-hmm. You got one more for us? Yeah, one of my bartenders will come with us sometimes. James is a local musician. What's he play? Uh, he plays guitar and sings. Yeah, he's okay. Put <laughs> him back a little more. <laughs> right on. Does he, uh, does he do uh, what style of music? A little lounge jazz or... Uh, they play a lot of like hard punk stuff. It was pretty popular. You know what? Portland. I don't know why I said lounge jazz. <laughs> I'm from Oregon myself, so I, I should have I should have known. This might go a little backtracky, but uh, are all of you in the crew bonded? Yes. Even the okay guitar player. Mm-hmm. Especially him. <laughs> especially him, huh? He's especially bonded. Yeah. Do each of you have different, uh, I mean, you said that, you know, you've got the the getaway driver. Does the bonded spirit help in, I guess, does it take your already inherent abilities and enhance them? Or is everybody kind of given different abilities based on how they're bonded? Everybody's given different abilities based on how they're bonded and who they're bonded with. Okay. So currently, are you kind of in between missions right now? Or is there something you're currently on the lookout for we're in between missions but i like to keep my ear to the ground one of the upsides of running a bar yeah for sure hear about the goings on around town there's not not a whole lot going on right now i'm hoping for hoping for a little excitement these days yeah yeah i think we're all looking for i mean not a ton more excitement but let's let's do something you know yeah these people that are sent to you who's sending them or do you know? How do they know to come to you to look for the occult objects? Bound, we can kind of recognize each other. Like, I had, mortals can't really see it, but when you see another bound, they uh, look different. And it's always other bounds that are looking for these items? Usually. We like to keep them out of the hands of the wolves and the magicians and those people. Okay, hold up. You've just opened up a, a different side of the world. The wolves? The magicians? I mean, can you give me a, a taste at least? Yeah. Wolves are just what you'd call werewolves. Oh. They mostly keep to themselves. They see the spirit world different than we do. Like, whereas we end up dealing with a lot of human spirits and ghosts, they tend to they tend to be more concerned with land spirits and totems and things like that. I don't mm. I don't really understand it all that well, but Sometimes they're looking for similar, so sometimes we have overlapping goals. Ah, and you'd rather your goals go your direction rather than somebody else's. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, someone possessed by a spirit that's tearing people apart with their bare teeth can be a little hard to differentiate from someone who's possessed by a spirit that's tearing people apart with a knife. <laughs> yeah, that tends to uh, go hand in hand. You're, you're, you're dealing the same deed. Have you ever found yourself in cahoots working with the uh, the wolves or the magicians? No, the wolves don't don't like. They like I said, they like to keep to themselves, and the magicians, I would not trust one of them as far as I can throw them. I'm assuming they're pretty tough to throw. Yeah, they're not someone you want to want to mess with, and they are not always as smart as they think they are. Ah, it always seems like it's always the way. Yeah. So uh, you said that one of your 
kind of abilities is that you don't really die until your spirit decides it's time. I'm assuming that has to do a lot with the physical pains and the dangers that you're being put through to collect a lot of these objects. But does that also go with age? Some of us are pretty old. Um, What's pretty old? In the hundreds or? Uh, yeah, late late 90s, early hundreds. Do they look it? They start to. Not, not the way a mortal would look at 100, but they start looking old. It starts to show. So uh, is there ever retirement for you? Is there is there a time when your bonded spirit kind of says, you know what? You done good. I'm going to I'm going to let you live out your last X number of years the way that you want to live them or has that kind of been uh swept away for you? No, when uh when the guy decides it's good and it's got what it wants, that's uh time is up for me. Time is up for all of us. And when this happens, is that when you get to finally figure out what's on the other side that everybody's debating about? Yep. Do you have any comfort in that? I mean, I know that we, you know, as humans like to debate a lot about the heaven and hell within the the Christian concepts, but does it feel like there's one singular place and is it somewhere that you want to end up someday? I do. Much rather that than being stuck in the underworld. Yeah? Do you ever visit the underworld? From time to time, yeah. It's not a pretty place. You mind giving me a little bit of a description? What it's like? It, uh, you know, it starts out, it looks like sewers, caves, stuff like that. There's rivers that mark different parts, and the further into it you go, the, the deeper it goes. I don't know if it necessarily is really truly underground, but... You get that vibe. Yeah. And there's uh, other things down there. The, some people call them the keepers. Do you know the role of the keeper? They make the rules and they enforce the rules, and they don't necessarily need to tell you the rules. Oh, goodness. The ignorance of the law is no excuse, huh? That's right. And there's another one. You don't want to get on their bad side. Yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to spend a lot of time in the underworld if you can help it. Yeah, but uh, the longer a ghost is in there, the more it starts to lose itself. Mm. And remember, I was saying, I think the the geists are maybe ghosts that kind of lost most of their humanity and most of their personality is gone. So how does a ghost stop itself from ending up there? or How does a ghost get out of there before it loses itself? Or do you know? I don't know. I don't know why some go to the underworld and some just move on. Some of them stay because they want to try and get back into the material world and resolve something. Mm. So sometimes we'll help out with that, with ghosts who need something resolved. They want to pass on a message to a loved one or, you know, get that uh, get that ring from their old dresser and give it to their girlfriend or whatever. Okay, right on. Uh, just for for my own personal uh, satisfaction, from uh, the advice of a Portland bartender, what drink don't you order? Uh, don't order a Manhattan. Don't order a Manhattan. And what's the drink to order? Gin and tonic. Oh, you're man, man after my own heart. That's you're right. That's the right answer. It's working class, but it's also classy. So yeah, that's right. If you don't mind, I'd like to get into some uh, questions that we have from our viewers. Okay. 
Uh, viewer Voidstar02 wants to know, do you remember what it feels like to die? It was, I mean, I'm sure it's different for other people. Someone who partied a little hard one night and fell asleep outside, it's a little different than someone who, you know, got gunned down one day. Uh, different experiences have different feelings. That makes sense. For me, it was just kind of warm, but in an uncomfortable way. Mm. You knew I could tell tell something wasn't right. It's kind of like pissing your pants. Okay. kind of feels nice, but you know something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The second question, Sam R. asks, what's something that your spirit companion has changed that you actually enjoy? Uh, let's see. Not needing to sleep is pretty nice. Not needing to sleep? Well, I bet you get a lot done. Yeah. Can you sleep? Not really, no. No? Can lay there with my eyes closed. I mean, look, I don't know what it's like to not be able to sleep, but I also know that sleep feels pretty good. Do you miss it? Kinda, but I... I guess sleep only feels good when you're tired. And if you're not tired... Yeah, and I've wondered, you know, sharing space with this guy, if that means that I would dream its dreams, too. Hmm, interesting. And that keeps me up at night. Well, Rory, I really appreciate your time. Uh, is there any final last shout-out you want to give before we say farewell? No. Thanks for having me on. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, you too. I really appreciate your time. Good luck with your show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to my interview with Rory Chamberlain. He's a character from the mind of Cade Frank, using the setting and rules of the tabletop RPG Geist from White Wolf Games. Cade is a musician, among other things, and enjoys writing doom metal. So if you'd like to hear more from or about them, check out their Facebook page, Her Vomit Darkness. Link in the podcast description. It's a Lord of the Rings reference, and the excerpt it's from, I must say, it's quite metal. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. If you'd like to connect with me or other like-minded adventurers, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash fantasy talk show. That's facebook.com slash fantasy talk show. Talk to you soon.